Good evening. It's good to be back behind this pulpit. Let me get turned on here and we'll be ready to go. I told them uh, Sunday over preaching to the Unionites. Uh, they're good people over there. They took care of us. I appreciate them. <clears throat> but I can't hear out of one ear. So I can't really adjust my tone. If I'm too loud, I'm sorry. If I, you can't hear me, I'm sorry. Y'all have to turn it up. I'm a little off balance. If I fall and take a tumble, just think I'm in the Holy Ghost and shout a little while and I'll get up and keep going. So uh, don't worry about it. I'll be fine. Just bear with me just a little while. Second Timothy tonight, chapter number 2. fighting this ear infection for over a week now. I just don't want to let go. The other night, if I'd have had the right instrument, I would have let it go. It's good to know God's still alive. He still saves. He still redeems, He still delivers, He still heals, He's still God. And uh, as I was listening to the testimonies, I was just thinking, yep, that's God. Uh, Especially yours, sister. Nothing I did. That's the way I feel. There's nothing I did. I don't remember what I prayed either. I just knew I was somewhere I didn't want to be, heading somewhere I didn't want to go. And I heard of somebody who could redirect my direction. Uh, And I sought him. And I thank the Lord for what he's done for me as well. Stand in reverence God for his word tonight. Prayer of the message. I'm interested in begin reading in verse number 8. 2 Timothy chapter number 2 verse number 8. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. I want to preach tonight, God helping me on this uh, simple thought. Why the resurrection? Why the resurrection? Help me pray tonight. Father, I love you tonight. I thank you, Lord, for the blood that you shed on Calvary's hill for us all tonight. I thank you, Lord, that we can come and pray together in the house of God and know our prayers get answered. I know, Lord, that you liveth forever, and, Lord, you hear us and you hear our cries. God, I need your help tonight. I pray you would hide me behind your cross. 
pray you'd give me strength to preach. I pray, God, that you would just help me tonight as I try my very best to expound on those things you've given me. Lord, I love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. <clears throat> had several things in my mind tonight on what I was going to preach. and uh, wanted to preach on lead me to the cross or uh, other things that just passed through my mind. But and the Lord led me to why the resurrection. That's what I want to preach on is why the resurrection. I don't know about you. But have you ever noticed around holidays how much things begin to change? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you've got about four groups of people. Now, you've got your all-out atheist unbelievers. Yeah. And, boy, they really get into this Easter. I mean... They get into the Easter bunny, and boy, the, the the eggs are everywhere. And and don't get me wrong, I'm all for Easter bunny. I like chocolate eggs. Amen. I like Reese cups. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm all for hunting them and eating the little goodies out of them. I'm all for the real thing. Amen. The, the the egg sandwiches. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm all for that kind of stuff. But there's the one group of people who. Boy, they just really want to go all out, and it's nothing but the Easter Bunny to them. Uh, they don't want to hear nothing about the gospel. They don't want to hear nothing about Jesus. They don't want to hear nothing about the resurrection. They don't want to hear it. And if you try to tell them about it, they'll go into this whole, oh, the Celtic calendar and oh, the God of fertility. That's why, yada, yada. You know, I, I, I took philosophy too, I know. Yeah, you know. I know all about you, philosophy. Uh, that was one of my courses I had to take too. Don't make a hill of beans to nothing. You know why? Because there's more proof in the Word of God than there is in the philosophers. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, they study philosophy in college, and yet they're not even sure if the philosophers truly lived or not. But boy, that's in college textbooks. But boy, you go to putting John 3.16 in a textbook and we've got problems. Well, well, at least I know he lived. And let me say he lives forever. So that's your first group of people. Just atheists. Don't want to hear nothing about it. But then you've got your group of people who, well... They're sort of like you and I, I hope. They know, okay, the truth of Easter. The Savior who died but arose on that day. And they know the truth of Easter. And boy, they celebrate the truth of Easter. Now, they hide eggs with their youngins. But they also tell their kids the true meaning of Easter. And they share the truth of the resurrection of Christ. And they share the truth of Him being crucified for the sins of the world. And boy, they're just like us. You know, they, they hide Easter eggs, but they know the real meaning behind Easter. Those are folks like us, I hope, tonight. If you're not in that category, 
You might order to get in it. Then there's another group of people. And I could say four, but I'm going to stop at three. The third group of people, this is what they do. Yeah, I know Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah, I've heard the story. Yeah, I know he was crucified. Yeah, he took the lashings from me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was my sins that he was taken on the cross. And for me, he rose from the dead. But the whole time they're saying it, they're just like this. Yep. That was for me he done it. And that's as far as it goes. There's no excitement. And then they go even a step further and they ask this question. Well, is the resurrection really that important? You know, I'm a Christian and I love God and I've heard enough of that, by the way. I love God. I can do what I want as long as I love God. You'll find yourself in a bad spot. Just loving God. Anyways, does it really matter that he arose from the dead? Does the resurrection really, you know, I'm a Christian and I love God, but does the resurrection really matter? Why is it so important? And that's what tonight we're going to discuss. Why is the resurrection so important? Why? And you bear with me a little while. We'll get through this together and I hope you go home Uh, with something in your heart that will help you this week. Romans 4 and 24 says this, But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. The Bible says that he lived, he died, and he arose. He died for you and I. His blood shed was to forgive our sins. But when he rose up, it was to justify us. For our justification, the Bible said. If Christ be not risen, is one of the most important questions ever asked in connection with the Christian faith. Did Christ arise From the dead. It's the most important question ever facing a serious student of Christianity. And that's what we all are. I'm a student of Christianity. It has been called the most crucial event in history. The resurrection. Number one tonight, if you're taking notes... The resurrection is important to the Christian faith. May I say it's the foundation of Christianity. It, is the, it verifies the claims of Jesus Christ. Romans 1 and 4 says, And declare to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection 
from the dead. I want to say to you tonight, it proved him to be all that he claimed to be. On that day, uh, when he arose from the grave, there was no more doubting who Jesus was. Uh, My friend, when he went to the cross, uh, and as he was getting beat, uh, there was many people there that were mocking him, and they were spitting on him, and they were looking down on him. As he took the lashings, uh, uh, they just looked away, and they laughed, and they mocked. And on when he went to the cross, as he was laying, standing, hanging there, suffering, suffocate, suffocating, he even had a mocker beside him. Oh, if you're who you say you are, just take yourself down from the cross. Matter of fact, take us all down. And he didn't. So to everybody there, He was just another man being crucified. But on that morning, when they went to the grave, when they went to the tomb of our Lord, and they got there and realized He was there no more, all doubts were gone. Everything fleed from there. Why? Because the body was no longer there. And it proved to the world that Jesus is and always will be the Son of God. It proved that He is who He is that He claimed to be. It claims that He is the Son of God. He said He was God. He said He was the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And He arose and proved it that day. All of this world's religions don't hold nothing to a God that's alive. You can take all your other household gods and they can't do a thing for you because they're dead. But the God of the Christian faith, the Lord Jesus Christ, not only lived and died, but lives forevermore. It claims He's God. It's the foundation of all Christianity. Just as God exhibited His choice of high priest in Israel by the burden of Aaron's rod. So has he done the same by the raising of Jesus Christ from the dead. But it affirms truth of Scripture tonight. It affirms the truth of Scripture. Acts 13 and 32 says, And we declared unto you glad tidings, how that the promise which was made unto the fathers, God had fulfilled the same unto us, their children, and that he raised Jesus again. As it is also written in the second psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I forgotten thee. My friends, it it affirms that the scriptures are true. Why the resurrection? Why? This is the foundation of everything you and I believe. It affirms the truth of scripture. It's the evidence of who he said he was, he is. Let me throw this in there while I'm here. I'm going to get out and park just a minute. If we believe 
And everybody here would say, I believe in the resurrection. If we believe Christ rose from the dead, there should be absolutely no problem with every man, woman, boy, girl believing the entire Word of God. Amen. I'm saying when the Bible declares, bless God, live holy, you ought to live holy. Why? Because the Scripture affirms it. When it says we ought to do this, we ought to do it. When it says we ought to be filled with the Spirit, we ought to be filled with the Spirit. If the Holy Spirit tells you to cut a cartwheel, bless God, cut one. It might put a step in somebody else. They might start cutting cartwheels with you. But I don't understand folks when they say, oh yeah, I believe that. Do you do it? Do you put it to practice? I can go to anything. Tithing. Faithful. Commitment. Where do you want me to go? I can bounce around here. Where do you you want me to go? They say they believe it. If you can believe in the resurrection that God died and arose from the dead, tithing ought to be the least. I'm going to get off tithing. It affirms the truth of Scripture. But it's the authority of our Christian faith. It's the authority of our Christian faith. I'm not going to turn there for sake of time, but 1 Corinthians 15. Now, I'm going to summarize it. It says, if Christ be not risen, and then this gives us a list. If Christ is not risen, then our preaching is in vain. If Christ is not risen, our faith is in vain. Why? Because there is no object of faith. If Christ be not risen. If Christ be not risen, risen, preachers are false witnesses. And if Christ be not risen, we are yet still in our sins. If Christ be not risen tonight, church, uh, you and I still have no hope of a place called heaven. But I've got to report to you that I'm glad that I know that there is one that rose from the dead. Uh, How do you know, preacher? Because when I was lost and undone without God and nobody could change me, boy, they tried, brother, but they could not change me until one night I bowed my head before before a holy God and then He changed my life instamatically. Now, I didn't go from perfect and I'm still not perfect. But when I got off that place on an altar, I didn't go back to the bottle. When I got off that altar, I wanted to be in the house of God. When I got off that altar, I knew there was something different inside my life. And I didn't have to brag about it. Everybody else knew it. I got to hurry. It's the authority of the Christian faith. The resurrection is the authority of the Christian faith. It is the most accredited fact of history. Acts 1 and 3. Our Lord showed Himself to be alive. 
by many infallible proofs. And I'm going to get to what proofs are in just a little while. But number two, the resurrection is important to the gospel message. It is important to the gospel message. Its fact is, is, is the most important to the gospel. The gospel contains three parts to the good news message of, of Jesus Christ. It is the death of Christ for our sins. It's His burial. And it's His glorious resurrection according to the Scriptures. Uh, there would be no gospel today if not for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The gospel would not exist. Why? Because it would be just another man who died. But because He lives, and if somebody don't get excited... Because He lives, we've got a reason to come together in the house of God tonight. Because He lives, uh, we got a reason to open our eyes tomorrow morning. Because He re- lives, uh, when we're down and broken hearted, we've got a reason to lift our holy hands and praise God and know one day it's going to get better. Because He lives... important to the gospel message. It's proof of the acceptance of Christ's sacrifice. Boy, He didn't raise no goat from the dead because it wasn't worthy. But when Christ gave His life, it was proof of the acceptance of of God the Father. It provides standing for the believing sinner. Romans 4 and 25. Who was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. Its belief is everything to salvation. Romans 10, 9. Romans 4, 24 through 25. Why must one believe in the resurrection of Christ to be saved? Because of this, one must believe God's Word. Hey, uh, my friend, you can't get saved if you cannot believe in the Word of God. One must believe God is able to save. My friend, I'm going to tell you the truth tonight. If I thought God was dead, I would have no hope. But because I know He's alive and lives forever, I have hope and I believe God can. One must believe Christ's sacrifice is sufficient. Thank God it was sufficient. And one must surrender to Christ's Lordship. See, must surrender to Him. When one surrenders, Harold, what happens? Christ begins to Reign, Lord over, control. Oh no! You don't believe me? Go ask the lady at Walmart who check out the groceries. She'll tell you she gets cussed out by plenty of Christians. You must surrender to Christ's lordship. The resurrection is important to the gospel message. 
Without it, there is no message. Number three, the resurrection is important to the believer's salvation. The risen Christ is now our life and your life. The risen Christ is our high priest interceding for us according to Hebrews 7 and 25 wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him seeing he, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Amen. This is a guarantee of eternal security. Yeah. Oh preacher don't say that. Yeah I believe I'm eternally saved. Yeah. If I got the good to first go around. <laughs> Why? Because if you get the good, you won't get off the boat. Christ lives to save to the uttermost. The risen Christ guarantees our resurrection. Romans 8 and 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you. Boy, what about that? If the Spirit. Notice there's a if in there. Now that just go ahead and cancels that out that everybody says, oh, you're going to go to heaven anyway? No, because the Bible said, if the Spirit dwelleth in you that raised up Jesus from the dead, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Boy, it guarantees that one day I'll lay this body down, but I'll be resurrected into a glorious body that'll be just like His. Hallelujah. There won't be no more earaches, no more cancer, no more of that junk that binds us down here. We'll be forever free with Him. Guarantees us for the resurrection. But lastly, every cardinal doctrine is confirmed by the fact of the resurrection. Why the resurrection? Why does it mean so much? Because everything hangs on the resurrection. Everything hangs on it. Why is it important that you know your doctrine? Because everything hangs on this one thing. Why is it so important to study? Because everything hangs on it. Hey, when you give a bad report, I'll tell you what the Bible calls it. The Bible calls it ignorance. All of us have got eyes and we can read or we can, you can listen to it now. You can just buy, you know, put it in the CD player, pop, you can listen to the Bible anytime you want. You have no excuse not to know it. Every doctrine hangs on the resurrection. And this is the evidence that Christ gave to the Jews. Boy, they didn't have all this. They didn't have all this, guys. They had evidence of the resurrection. What is the first piece of evidence they had? And I'll be done. Exhibit A. There was an empty tomb. 
There was an empty tomb. The Bible teaches that after professional executioners crucified Jesus, his corpse was placed in a solid rock tomb. After his body was covered with about a hundred pieces of spices and linen, it was uh, it was wrapped in the strips of linen and a very large stone estimated to weigh about two tons was rolled in front of the tomb. Now, what takes place after is what really is the kicker. After the boulder was put there, 16 Roman soldiers was assigned to make sure nobody come in, nobody left. Now, this is where people go wrong. Some picture, you know, what you see on TV, because it's all over TV now. They see two men... Little scrawny things. Running around in miniskirts. Holding a spear in one hand. And saying, oh, that's the Roman guard. That's simply not true. These men were human fighting machines. They were killing machines. From the time that they were able to walk, they were trained to kill. Have no mercy. No compassion. And those are the ones in front of the tomb. Exhibit A, empty tomb. Exhibit B, multiple witnesses. The early Christians did not believe Jesus had risen just because of the empty tomb. They believed because they saw Him with their own eyes. When they talked to others about Jesus, they did not say we found an empty tomb. They said, we saw Jesus alive. Now, I've heard of hallucinations, but not 500. If one or two would have said we saw him, okay, you may have an argument. But 500 plus, no, you have no excuse. And the most... Outstanding proof that Jesus rose from the dead is that more than 515 eyewitnesses saw him, but they saw him on 12 different occasions. 12 different occasions they saw him. Acts 1 and 3 says that after his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave uh, many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days. Spoke about the kingdom of God. And lastly, exhibit C. Why the resurrection? Why is it so important? Changed lives. Every one of them had come from doubt to determination. From confusion to conviction. From fear to faith. Because of the resurrection they saw. I could end there and say, what's our excuse? But I want you to listen to how some of the witnesses ended their life. Matthew was killed in Ethiopia. Boy, would you die for a lie? Mark was dragged through the streets until he was dead. Would you be drugged over a lie? 
Peter, Simon, Andrew, Philip, they were all crucified. James was beheaded. Thomas was pierced with lances. James the less was thrown from the temple and stoned to death. Jude was shot to death with arrows. And lastly, Paul, who started out as Saul, who hated people like you and I, the truth of the resurrection in his life. Paul was boiled in hot oil. And then his head was chopped off. Why the resurrection? Why does it matter? Because of the changed lives it has in people just like you and I. Why is the resurrection so important? As you go through Good Friday coming up to Easter Sunday, let these thoughts be in your mind. And when somebody asks, why is Easter so important to you? Be ready to give an account of why the resurrection means something to you, to you, to you, to me. Why is it so important? You stand in that. I know we've prayed. Never like to end the service without giving you a chance to pray again if you need to. This altar's open. If you're here tonight and you've maybe just grown cold on God, boy, I know He'll take you back. He'll save the lost. You may be here hurting, sick. I still believe He delivers. Why don't you come? Father, Lord, I love you tonight. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you was willing to take the pain, the suffering, the torture on my behalf. God, unworthy, I stand today. But, Lord, I know you love me. And, God, because of that great love, I can stand here tonight and say I'm a child of the King. And, Lord, I pray tonight that you search each and every heart here tonight. I pray, God, that the resurrection of your darling son, Jesus, would mean something in their lives. They would take it beyond these doors and share it with the world. God, give us strength, courage to do just that. Lord, bless each and every family represented here tonight. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.